right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and whenever, wherever you may be listening, thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And like always, this episode brought to you by Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Today's show is going to be a little heavy on the Nathan McKinnon news. He seemed to be kind of floating around in the news uh, the last couple days, so we're going to be talking about things involving Mr. Nathan McKinnon, talking about training camps opening up, the date and all that, other fun stuff with phases, seem to be moving on from phase two to phase three already. Well, soon we will be. We'll be talking about that. And... uh, First thing I wanted to say was the show yesterday, like uh, you may have seen in your feed, and I had mentioned that last week, was a special episode that was site-wide on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So uh, everything going on in the world right now with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, or the continuation of that movement, it's been going on for a little while, but uh, everything that's that's happened the past couple weeks in the world, uh, eight of our Lockdown podcast hosts had got together, had a round table, and it's out, and that was yesterday's show. And I also said I took part in a NHL version of that, um, and me and hosts from the Tampa Bay show, the Locked On NHL show, Locked On San Jose, and Locked On Flyers, uh, we recorded that Wednesday night, and the plan is for that to be out on Monday. Um, I will let everybody know it should be on the lockdown and well, what will be on the lockdown NHL channel. Uh, I wasn't anticipating putting that on my channel because like I said, I, I, this is, you can go anywhere for that type of, of news. If, if you want that. And I, I, I eat all that stuff up too when I'm not doing the show. Uh, but this show, I would kind of want to be a little bit of break from that. So I, I'm not going to take that recording and use it for my show on Monday. I'm going to do my normal show on Monday. But definitely go listen to it. Uh, go to go to Lockdown NHL on Monday. It should be up on Monday. Um, and it's a really good conversation that we all had. So definitely check that out. So what do we have today? We got news that, well, we had news that Phase 2 is current. And I said I really wasn't that excited about Phase 2 because all it is is six guys skating around, really can't do too much, can't really practice, can't really have coaches around. Uh, So Phase 2 is meh. Phase 3, get a little bit more excited. And why? Because that's pretty much like a recreation of training camp. And we got a date. We now have July 10th is... The, the date that the the Players Association agreed on to open, quote-unquote, training camp. And those are for the 24 teams. The seven teams that didn't make it, sorry. So uh, over on NHL.com, you can read the article. Basically, phase three of the NHL return to play plan will occur, provided that medical and safety concerns allow and the parties have reached an agreement on resuming play the length of training camp and the start date for resumption of play phase four will be determined. So what does this mean? Two things. This show released on June 12th and they are saying July 10th. So great. This is great news. We know we are going to have 
training camp open in some capacity on July 10th. That's still a month away. So then immediately you're just like, well, that sucks because now we have to wait another month before we can get really excited about what's going on. And the other thing is, again, if conditions allow, we we don't know. Like everything that's going on in the world is nuts right now. It is not out of the realm of possibility that in the next three to four weeks before we get to July 10th, that we have another massive increase in this virus and then all of this stuff goes for naught. And because of of everything that's going on in the world, we've gone from uh, self-quarantining and social distancing to hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people out protesting. And what they're protesting for is great, but it's not good in terms of trying to keep this uh, coronavirus and this arc at a minimum. So we were anticipating a spike maybe in the fall months, but because of all this is stuff that's happening, it might happen earlier than that. So yeah, the league's got to do what they have to do. They got to put out their dates and they can only go off the information right now. They can't say, well, because the world is the way it is right now, we're going to anticipate a, a rise in cases earlier than expected. So we're not going to come out with a date. I get why they can't do that. They can they come out with the date, say it's July 10th. If everything continues to go to plan in phase two and around the world and the teams are practicing their safety conditions and they check off all the boxes that allow them to come back to a training camp July 10th, if everybody's on board for that, we can do it. But I, th- I still think it's a big if, and I, I'm excited that we have an announcement for phase three. We have a date that we can circle on our calendar but I am still a little timid of we might get a rise in this thing earlier than we wanted. So I go back to what I said on Wednesday's show about I will be more than enthusiastic about hockey coming back when I know there's an exact date of saying this is the first game in the playoffs and this is when a puck is going to drop and when those players hit the ice and the ref drops that puck then we know hockey is back and and it is in the safest capacity that it could be. Until then, this is all dates and conjecture and what ifs and hopefullys, which is fine. And it gets everybody excited. And I kind of am getting a little bit more excited about it too, because like I said, uh, phase three is, is a lot. There's a lot more meat on the bone in phase three than there is in phase two. So if we can get to phase three, that I would think that almost kind of puts us over the hump of getting back to play. Phase two, I still feel like we're kind of climbing that mountain. Phase three, I think we're like cresting it. And phase four, we're playing. So, you know, that is what it is. So we're still in that. Yes, we're heading in that direction, but everybody still needs to do what they're doing for us to get back on the ice. And then, you know, in this article, they just have some players saying, you know, quotes that you kind of cookie cutter answers that it's good news. They want to get back on the ice. Yeah. We all know that stuff. We guys want you to get, we want you guys to get back on the ice too. So let's all just kind of get there safely. That's what it is. So one thing that players might need when they get back on the ice, because they're going to need a lot of energy is definitely built bar. Like I said, in the beginning of the show, go to builtbar.com, put in the promo code, Locked on, you will get $10 off your first order. 
been talking about Built Bar for over a month now. And I would hope some of you guys ordered this stuff because it tastes phenomenal. They have fantastic flavors. If you have a flavor profile that you like, if you're a peanut butter fan, if you're a mint fan, I think they still have the cookie dough up there. Uh, If you're an orange chocolate fan, they have that. They have so many flavors. Go check out BuiltBar.com. Like I said, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and $10 comes right off your first order. All right, so like I said in the beginning of the show, a lot of uh, Nathan McKinnon news and kind of a big story uh, coming out of Nathan McKinnon on was a TSN 1050s overdrive. And what he said on that show was he was recruiting uh, Panarin, Artemi Panarin, pretty hard in the offseason. He, he was doing everything he could to bring him to Denver and play with Colorado. And in the interview, he said uh, he tried to recruit Panarin to the Colorado Avalanche last summer before he eventually chose to go to the Big Apple. McKinnon tried to sell him on the idea he wouldn't have to be, quote, the man every night. And he even offered Panarin his spot on the power play, which, uh, you know, I think Coach Bednar would have something to say about that. But he he tried. And I, and I, I remember Adrian Dater say, you know, reporting that in the offseason that the Avalanche had a shot at getting Panarin. I think a lot of people were thinking they weren't going to go after him. For a couple of reasons, we've talked about how the Avalanche kind of really don't go after the big names. But I think it was there, and I think Nathan McKinnon <clears throat> might have tried to sway Joe Sackick in going after this guy and in, 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 in having that superstar power of saying, you know, I, I want him. I, we need him. And it just didn't work out. Um, he said he was bugging him every day. We tried hard to get him in free agency. I was bugging him every day. McKinnon said of Panarin, uh, I was trying everything to get him, but sometimes it's hard to compete with the Big Apple. And that, to me, is where the knife gets stuck in the heart because that hits it on the head. It is tough to compete with the big markets, especially a market like New York. And were, were the Rangers the better team coming out of that offseason going into this season? No. No, I think all the signs were pointing towards the Rangers, you know, still struggling a little bit, uh, maybe improving, which they did do, obviously, from the year before, but kind of still in rebuilding mode. He wanted to be a part of that. He wanted to be part of that rebuild, which is kind of a shocker coming from Columbus, who was a decent team and doing what they did in the playoffs last year, to wanting to be on the big stage and the biggest of stages it is in New York City. It's one of the biggest of stages. So it's in that that's where that's where it hurts because he could have come to Colorado and slid right in there and instantly that team would have been the overwhelming favorite to win it all. No questions asked. If they brought in Panarin. But yeah, it seems like they had kind of like this bromance going, the two of them. And he even called him. Panarin called McKinnon after he signed with the Rangers, after he signed on the dotted line for $81.5 million. He called Nathan McKinnon to say he was sorry. <laughs> said he said he's sorry that he had to, to choose New York. And he did say that the Avalanche were on his short list of teams. Does that make it feel any better? 
Hell no. <laughs> maybe that maybe even makes it feel a little bit worse. Uh, but the Avalanche are just fine. Clearly, they're doing okay. But to know that you were right at the finish line for a player of Panarin's caliber kind of stings a little bit. And to lose out to the big market when you're the little or the littler market, um, it kind of hurts a little bit. And and it goes on because McKinnon was asked, who do you think is the Hart Trophy winner? And, you know, he continues to blow smoke and just say it's he thinks it's Panarin. Uh, he says, I knew he was a free agent, so I was kind of watching him in Columbus. He's an amazing player. And then I watched him all season just from talking to him. Really nice guy. So maybe I'm a little biased with that, but that's why I think he should win the heart this year. And to me, like when it comes to the heart trophy and any MVP trophy, everybody wants to look at the stats and we could have this conversation over several shows but in in my opinion, I really do think it should come down to Nathan McKinnon and Artemi Panarin. Because those if it's not for those the value of those guys, and the word value is in the word MVP cannot be overstated. If not for Nathan McKinnon, are the Avalanche playoff team? Probably, but they're probably a bubble team. If not for Panarin, are the Rangers a playoff team? No. Sure, they have some other talented players on that team. But he he is he's made that turnaround bigger than expected time. So to me, that's value. Not just Dry who's got 110 points and plays with Connor McDavid. Is he a great player? Of course he is. I'm not trying to say he's not. But I think it should be between McKinnon and Panarin. And Nathan McKinnon agrees with me. So clearly great heads think alike. Uh, so, yeah. One more story to get to on Nathan McKinnon. The score ranked the top 50 players remaining in the playoffs. And they completed their list. They were I don't know why people do this. They, they put them out in sections. Like we're really like clamoring for it. But they finally came out with all of them. And they did 10 to 1. You knew Nathan was Nathan McKinnon was going to be in the top 10, probably the top 5. And we will reveal where he was right in a minute. All right. So where did Nathan McKinnon land in the scores top 50 players of the playoffs, of the 2014 playoffs? So we'll go back to the beginning. And if I were to ask you how many players do you think would were, would show up on this top 50? And again, this is just playoff teams. I think most I I was thinking four, and I was wrong because it's only three. And obviously, Nathan McKinnon is, is on it. Obviously, Miko Rantanen is on it. And I think some people might think, well, Kale McCarr should be on it, but maybe just because of his youth and kind of inexperience, maybe he's off the list and. Gabe Landeskog is on the list because he's a little bit more experienced. Uh, and you would be wrong. Those two guys would be flipped. Gabe Landeskog is not on this list. And say what you want about that. And I think he should be. Uh, 
I'm not saying he should be, you know, in the top half of it, but I think he kind of should round out the top 50. Uh, we have, they put, <clears throat> they put Kale McCarr at 41, which, okay. And, and I think that goes in line with, we're going to put him on this list and he could easily rise to the top of this list in the coming years. And he most likely will. They do have Miko Rantanen on this list. He's at 35. Okay. I think his injury, and they, they do say that in the little blurb that they have for him, that all of the, the injury injured games that he missed kind of set him back a little bit, but he's still a force on this team, and he's definitely on this list. So then you get to, okay, you know, where is Nathan McKinnon? And I always feel like McKinnon should be <clears throat> number two. I have no problem at all. With Connor McDavid wanting, you know, putting him at number one for everything right now, and I'll get to what right. I'm using air quotes when I say right now, um, and there's a reason for that, which is understandable. They have Sidney Crosby at number two, which is kind of getting old, <laughs> and I don't mean that as a pun, but you know, really, what is Sidney Crosby? He he he's just. Yeah, he's still a good player, but is he really the number two player in the playoffs? I don't think. Sure, I don't mind him being in the top ten, but that's name recognition right there where they put him at number two, in my opinion. And they have McKinnon at number three. Okay, it is what it is. And I got to thinking about this today. Like, yeah, Nathan McKinnon is taking second billing and clearly sometimes third billing behind uh, Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby. Crosby has his Stanley Cups, and he'll go down as one of the greats. Good good for him. He's had a, a great career, still going to be playing for however many years, and is deserving of all the accolades that he gets. But he's he's sliding down to, to number two because of his age. He's on the latter stages of his career, and Connor McDavid is Connor McDavid. I have to think, if Nathan McKinnon wins a Stanley Cup before... Connor McDavid does. How do you not put when you do any of these lists? It's like a foregone conclusion that Connor McDavid's going to be number one. Understandably so. If Nathan McKinnon wins the cup before him, before Connor McDavid, don't you have to put Nathan McKinnon as the best player in the NHL? Because now you're going off of more than just talent. And both of them have incredible talent. And if you want to put them up, on a chalkboard and you want to say Connor McDavid edges out Nathan McKinnon fine but if you have a cup on your resume that boosts you up so I kind of look forward to that I kind of that's part of the reason why I root for the Colorado Avalanche to win a Stanley Cup and do it soon because I think you have to move Connor McDavid down to number two and Nathan McKinnon slides in to that number one spot because you have to take that into account it's not just skill and points because Nathan McKinnon's got that too. He's got all the skill in the world and he scores a ton of points just like Connor McDavid does. But he also has, and we're forward thinking, he also has a cup. So we'll see what happens. And and if Connor McDavid wins one first, then I think he's going to be number one on every list until he retires, even if he just wins one. But if it's Nathan McKinnon, then things get interesting. 
And I really, I, I just sometimes like seeing these lists kind of like go back on their words and, and kind of, if they still put Connor McDavid at number one, even after McKin- uh, McKinnon has won a cup, the reasons why. Now, now it's a whole other set of reasons why Connor McDavid is still number one. I just, for some reason, I just get a kick out of that stuff. So, we will see. What do you guys think? Let me know. Uh, I just realized I did not throw out the social media stuff at the beginning of the show. So, let me know what you think of anything. Like, like I just said on the show, this in particular, at Twitter, lopn underscore avalanche on Instagram, LockedOnAvalanche, or send me an email, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Do you think if Nathan McKinnon wins a cup before Connor McDavid, he needs to be ranked as the number one player in the NHL? Let me know what you think. Interesting debate. That's going to be it for today and for this week. Everybody have a good, safe weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Again, be on the lookout for that roundtable discussion with the hosts of NH, the NHL, the Locked On NHL channel shows, which I am included in, which should be out on Monday in Locked On NHL. And then we will have our own show on Monday as well. So have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!